0: Welcome back. I'm uh, not sure what happened there, but alas, let's go again. Uh, spaces seem to have just given up on me for a split second there, but regardless. Um, welcome, everyone, to the M7 podcast brought to you by Grit Consultancy and Belleville. Um, Yeah, we have already done the intro, so i could do it again. Um, finishes Gillingham 2, Swindon 2 at uh, Parishfield, a game which, frustrating on the, on the face of it, given we were so close to three points. But again, as I said just a minute ago before we were cut off, a game which... I think would have been harsh Obviously, if the team to have lost. I think Swindon had their chances, two cleared off the line. We had our chances, the two right at the end, especially, and the Marston header, which for me didn't go over the line. Um, but he should have scored regardless. Um really good chance for Connor, especially given his recent form. And then the two chances at the end, I think for me personally, even Coleman has to score. Three header from a corner. And, you know, the keeper makes a great save to divert uh, his own uh, his own defenders deflection behind and that was full time. But look, um I come out of this game today frustrated, obviously, with the result, given how close we were to three points. That would have put us two points inside the playoffs. Ultimately, we finished uh, the day in, I believe, eighth. So, joint on 47 points with a couple of other teams for that last playoff spot. But I, th- I think a fair result was what we got today. Um, 2-2 between us ourselves and Swindon. As, as I say, I don't think any team deserved to lose the game, obviously. We would have loved to have held on and got the three points. But at the same time, I think the way the game went, I think a, a draw is probably the uh, the fair result. But, you know, the positives coming from behind again, couldn't quite see it out on this occasion. Two goals, two different goal scorers uh Oli Hawkins, especially getting another goal. Uh I Jorge Hitardo was the difference maker in the second half. The what was a very flat first forty-five and he made a real difference. One us the penalty, some great running in behind, tricks and turns, something that we've not seen in a while, Gillingham, but someone who can take the ball direct and make things happen. And yeah, look, on another day we hold on and we take three points, but also on another day we could be two behind at half-time and get nothing from the game. So I suppose it depends Depends how you look at it, but this will be a shorter version today because I have work tomorrow, so selfishly I'm going to cut things short for everyone listening because, you know, school night and everything. Um, but yeah, let's get um, Lewis and Matt in. Uh, I'll start with you, Lewis. Um, as I say... Um, Frustrating result on the basis of it because we were so close to holding on, but I don't think anyone can really argue the fact that on the basis of play, I think a draw is probably the right result.
1: Yeah, evening, evening, everyone. Um, I feel like this is potentially going to be the angel and the devil because of the way Matt naturally is. Um, tried really hard to be positive on the back of a really positive week or so with the forum and uh, the result against Knox County, but unfortunately. Um, I think we reverted back to how we've been for a lot of Clemens' reign, to be fair. And I think we were pretty bad today. Um, I think Swindon were just as bad. I think it was two really, really poor teams, to be honest with you. And I think you're right in saying that neither team deserves to lose. I don't know if it was more neither team deserved to win because I think the standard was really poor today. I think the standard of defending, uh, attacking um, from both sides, I think the standard of officiating was poor, the, the management was poor. And it was just a really poor game of football, to be honest, which sounds harsh to say. But it was good for entertainment, which I suppose we've asked for a lot of the time. You can obviously take the positives of scoring two more goals. Hurtado looks absolutely thrilling and a really exciting talent. Someone that has to be starting every game without doubt now. Um, Can't think of the last time I saw a junior player that entertained me like that. So, yeah, that's, that's definitely positive. And obviously there's... There's the positive of entertainment, but in terms of a footballing structure and uh, trying to be a successful team, I think we're absolutely miles off it tonight, to be honest.
0: Yeah, Matt, that's the devil's sake. Let's get your take. And if it's going to be an angel versus devil, um I spoke to you at half-time and said we weren't great. We didn't play well in the first half, but I did say that if we got the next goal, and uh, got the equaliser and I thought we'd go on to win it. We very nearly did. But, uh, but again, I can't, as much as I'm frustrated of us not hanging on, I, I think, as much as people might not like to say it because of the team they are and whatever else. I think we can't really say Swindon weren't value for, for a point tonight, can we?
2: Yeah, unfortunately, I'm, I'm not going to be the angel as such because, yeah, we were very poor in that first 45. <clears throat> um, I, th- I mean, well, I say that, I think we started off the game really well and I think a lot of that came off the back of uh, you know obviously the crowd being up for it at the start of the game and, and I thought you know we, we started off okay we had that succession of what was it like five or six corners in a row um, and then they scored and we just kind of stopped you know they, they were hitting us on the counter-attack and we just weren't weren't able to really sort of do anything you know, and to, to stop them and it was a frustrating but uh, I think you know again that second half we started slow but I've got to say, I think I agree with Lewis. I think Hortado, Hortado has to start. Um, you look how devastated he was when, you know, he, he won the penalty and, and Max, and, and that stopped him from taking it. I, I've got to say that was the right call. But, you know, he, he's a talent and it's. I think he's kind of, I think if, if the language barrier isn't too
0: much of an issue, then, yeah, 100% he's got to start against Newport. Yeah, I get the idea that people wanted to start against Newport. My only issue would be uh, potentially that the way he runs around constantly, 24-7, doesn't stop. I would worry if he started a game, he might burn himself out by half-time, but um, I suppose he is young and he can afford to be able to do that, so we'll see. Uh, yeah, let's get into uh, the first half, because we are going to try and race through this a bit tonight, because obviously, as I said, working in the morning, I'm sure a lot of you listening do on a uh, Wednesday, but... Um, yeah, the team came out unchanged from uh, Friday night's win against Notts County, which was to no surprise. Um, you would have seen the team being read out before the game in the factory by Dom Jeffries alongside us. Uh, that might become a regular thing. Who knows? Uh, thank you everyone for coming down and uh, their support for whoever was there for that. Uh, much appreciated. Good stuff uh, for us to be able to do that. And uh, very much appreciated from everyone who put that on. But um, yeah, Lewis, unsurprisingly, uh, an unchanged side. I don't think there was any reason to change it. Um the only call maybe would have been if Hurtado came in for, for Walker, who I thought had a really quiet 45 minutes, Um, didn't really get into the game. And, yeah, we couldn't create anything too much going forward yet again. um, We had a succession of callers in that first half. I think it was six in the space of around two or three minutes, just one after the other after the other. But couldn't really create a, a good chance from that. Marston had a goal disallowed, rightly so. He's, he's second uh, or his first of the two in the game. Uh, took it down his chest, good volley into the corner, but was, uh, was well offside. no complaints there. And then obviously, uh, Swindon took the lead. Um, a very rare mistake from Ethan Coleman, which obviously is something we don't see very often. Ethan's been very consistent this season, but it was an error from him. Let Swindon, uh, get a one-on-one with Amar and it was Sean McGurk who took the ball on, uh, his left, uh, left side, curled it into the top corner from just outside the box quite centrally. Um, very good finish, I must admit, but um, yeah, frustrating in the sense that although we hadn't created any clear cut chances, I think Swindon hadn't hadn't had a shot in at that point. Uh, but yeah, it was a, a, bit, a bit of a case of a frustrating half, sort of summed up at that point, midway through it. Um, yeah, can't take anything away from the finish, but it's ultimately it's a it's a goal that's come from one of our errors, isn't it? Because Coleman turns away initially, does well, and then he has the room on the right hand side. Put a pass out to Hutton, play it across to the end, maybe. But I'm not, I'm not entirely sure why. Unless he got a call from someone, maybe. But he turned back the way he just came, straight into I think two Swindon uh, Swindon, Swindon fans. That would have been interesting. Two Swindon players, and obviously they hit the ball back, goes to McGurk, and it's, it's a great finish, but an avoidable goal, which is uh, quite frustrating.
1: I think for me, with the you know not changing the team, you know, there's two ways you can look at it. You can either not change the team because we put in such a good performance against North County. Or you can be proactive rather than reactive and try and sort of adjust to who you're playing. I tweeted at half-time saying that I think you could probably take a centre-half out of this team when you're expected to be on the front foot. And today was one of those games where I think we probably should have done that. We were much better when we were forced to take a centre-half off, to be honest. At the same time, you can't really complain with an unchanged side because of how good we were. But I just think it's about the approach. And I think Clement's clearly got it wrong with that to start with. yeah, we were on top in in the game, uh, and then the game sort of the goal sort of came from nowhere. I think the system does expose Coleman a bit, where he's got a bit of more, bit more impetus on him to try and not necessarily get forward, but try and progress with the ball a little bit. You know, if you're play, playing a back five plus Ethan Coleman, who's not going to contribute the most going forward, I don't think that's necessarily that's not necessarily necessary. Um, I think it, it it limits a lot of the midfielders where I think Dieng. Dieng is not great on the ball at all. Um, God knows how he got man of the match today, by the way. But I think he he him and Coleman together are sort of exposed a little bit, whereas if you would have Coleman protecting a back four, I think that's a lot better. So, you know, not to say that the error was because of that, but I think that's just a point, point to be made. And then I think when you're running at, at Max Amy the way you do and he's a little bit exposed, you know, it's not no fault of his own, I suppose, with the sort of level of defender he is, I suppose. That's not a criticism, it's just, you know assessment of the sort of player he is, I think you're probably gonna get the better of him more often than not. And um obviously the lad does, puts the ball in the net and, you know, fair play it's a good goal. Just frustrating really, because I think we were really exposed defensively and we're looking a little bit a little bit better going forward. Um obviously scored five goals in the last two games. But yeah, that first half wasn't great going forward. Um like I think Hawkins and Walker are really, really ineffective as a partnership. I've, I've been a little bit let down by Walker so far, to be fair, but it's still early days. Um, I think he'll probably find himself outside next game because it was so much better when Hurtado came on. But the amount of teams that have just been able to run straight at our back three almost as soon as they get the ball because of the sort of exposure of the midfield and those turnovers. Um, I know this one sort of came from more of an error but, you know, like you say, later on they had shots cleared off the line and stuff and it just felt like it was a matter of time eventually of, of of them scoring, you know, quite a few goals, which I probably should have done to be fair. So yeah, for me it was really poor, poorly set up in the first half. And even though we were better, um, it's just a, a string of errors, I suppose, lead to the goal and lead to a situation where we found ourselves before it before it did get a little bit better.
0: Yeah, I think, Matt, the problem in the first half was uh, I didn't I did think we did have an issue with the midfield. I thought we were quite overrun in the first half. I think Swindon were having a lot of the ball in the middle of the park, winning a lot of the second balls. Those times when the ball came down to either Coleman or De Yang and there was instantly two Swindon players on him straight away. It didn't have an easy outlet for either of us when we had the ball in the middle. And I think Swindon really controlled the game in that, in that aspect in the midfield area. I don't think we really got a hold of it until obviously the second half when we vastly improved. And it was quite an error for me to have uh, excuse me sorry to have the players sort of we have in the middle but not being able to take the ball and you know guess what I'm trying to say is deal with a team who can press high like Swindon did because we saw it on Friday night when it was really not dictating. We didn't have much of the ball. We were a lot more comfortable in midfield. But today, when we come up against a team who are high pressing, who put it on us first of the ball straight away whenever we have it, I think we have struggled. And I think it is something that we are continuing to struggle with. Teams press high and they press quickly against you and you don't have long on the ball. You need to be able to have that quick turn of pace, quick think of mind to get the ball out. Otherwise, you're going to be swamped. And that's obviously what happened. For the first goal, albeit, I think Coleman did turn into traffic unnecessarily, but with the wastewind of repression, I think that was something we really struggled with in the first forty five. Uh, yeah, absolutely. and, and look, I'm not gonna say put the blame on
2: uh, sorry, on um Ethan at all because you know we were being impressed, but it's that that lack of that sort of extra drive in midfield, that player finding that extra yard of space. Um, I thought sure. Sean, uh, Sean, I thought Johnny Williams. Uh, sorry, did it a couple of times. Managed to find a little bit of space. But for me, the biggest issue we have is when we are being uh, pressed that high. Why we're not switching to the opposite side? There was a few times when you know uh, Romeo was completely wide open, or Max was completely wide open on one side, and while we're not switching the play quick enough, it's it's just something that really does sort of frustrate me. It is nice to be able to keep the ball, yes, but. We've got to take advantage. When we're at home, we can't just sit back. And players are going to come at us and close us down when we're at home. But we still have to try and break them down. And I just don't feel we've got the right midfield to do that at home. Away from home, look, I think it was the tactics were spot on on, on Friday night. Um, but at home, I think we needed more driving midfield. And look. We can't argue the team that started on Saturday, on Friday night deserved to start tonight, but there was just no drive in that first half and we were being closed down too easily and that they were closing off the lanes and we weren't then trying to find the, those those extra yards anywhere in the middle of the park. It was frustrating from, from a Jill's point of view, but the thing is we were still making chances at least. I mean, look, okay, we had the ball in the back of the net. I know it was flagged off for off the side. I think Walker did have a chance we were still creating chances, but but they were out running us and catch us on the break. And the problem is, every time we went forward, we didn't look threatening. Every time they went forward, they looked threatening. And bar us, you know, a tip around the post from um, Jake Turner in the
0: first half, we could have been 2-0 down. Yeah, we, yeah, let's be honest, I think after the goal, Swindon just took the impetus and put it on us a bit more and could and really should have taken the game away from us. There was a moment in the, uh in the first half where obviously we know what happened um, afterwards because it looks to be a, a big problem for Shad O'Gi in terms of an injury. Uh, ball, ball into our box, Swindon play around, straight turn. It looks like he's going to put a ball in the empty net for, got for some reason or whatever. It seems to take two or three seconds to take the strike on. Something that, uh, I spoke to you about Matt half-time, we weren't particularly uh, sure why he did that. He seemed to have an empty net just to pass it into, but took his time and Shad comes across and makes a heroic challenge to... Prevent us from going two nil down, but obviously it came at a cost. Um, Shad, we, we don't have any word uh, from Stephen Clements yet after the game in terms of what the injury is for Shad, but it's easy to say it doesn't look good. Um, could it be a season ender? We don't know. It's just he's not our Look, it's not something we can uh, we can say right now until Stephen Clements himself comes out. But I'm sure he won't know tonight either because it will go through tests and whatever else. But it, it looks a I looked a bad one for Shad. Um, I think Max was pointing to his groin in terms of calling the medical staff over and saying it was a groin issue maybe for Shad which you know depending on how severe it is could mean he's out for quite a while but it was a, a heroic moment that stopped us from going 2-0 down but Matt obviously the issue is it's you know he can't have we simply can't have a, a great defensive clearance and also just keep it at that where they did come out a cost didn't it and for Chad, it's obviously disappointing. You know, he's not been in the best form recently. I thought he was much better on uh, Friday night, did well today up until um, that moment. And, you know, it's just typical, really, that one of your best defenders gets injured making such a great tackle.
2: Yeah, I said to you, obviously, uh, at half time, it was kind of like the the striker literally had already thought he'd put the ball in the back of the net. He had that long, but for Chad to be able to get back and make the tackle, it was. It was a great last last ditch tackle, and definitely saved a goal, you know, potential goal there. But how long is he going to be out for? See if it is a serious injury. Uh, you know, that we've been doing really well with three at the back. Of oh, you know, what do we do now? Do we do what we did? At, you know, and go to four at the back, play four four two. You know, he was really sort of key and integral. And yes, he, he had had a couple of mistakes. You know, three mistakes in three weeks, but. He had a brilliant, golf, brilliant game on, on Friday night and he was having a good, solid game today. And, yeah, I, I, I hope it's nothing serious. It's more just a pull than anything. And, you know, it maybe he might be out of day you know, for a game or two, but it, hopefully it's nothing serious because, you know, that does leave me scratching my head. We've been doing so well with this three at the back. Are we going to go to two at the back? And, well, could that potentially make us a bit more attacking going forward? I don't know. Who knows?
0: Yeah, it was strange, wasn't it, Lewis? Firstly, that we you know, we got on some movement since the second half in a minute, but I did find it weird that the referee, and this isn't, you know, it didn't change the game or anything like that, but I did think it was weird that we'd played around two minutes of injury time when one was added, when the injury happened with Shad, yet he still waited for Shad to get up, to get off the pitch, rather than just blow the whistle when it was quite clear that Shad wasn't going to be coming back on anyway. But still, we took about five extra minutes to wait for Shad to get off and then blow his whistle as soon as Jake Turner kicked it, which... As I say, is isn't relevant, just a bit annoying. Um, but yeah, we went into the second half and obviously it was a, a change to Jill's team in a second period. The introduction of Jorge Hurtado certainly uh, proved to make a, a massive difference. And uh, he replaced Walker, who, again, was unfortunately for him quite ineffective. And obviously Shad came off. Uh, due to the injury and was replaced by Connor Mahoney. Change of system to a back four, Max Clark and uh Ramay Hutt on either side with obviously Max and Connor in the middle. Flat four, I believe it became with Ethan and Timmy in the middle with Coleman and Johnny Williams either side and then Hawkins up front with Jorge Hittardo. Um, I did wonder at halftime whether it was going to be a case of with Shad coming off, he'd maybe bring Scott Malone on and move Max Clark into a left centre-back role, which he played uh, quite often for... Uh, Stevenage last year and then have obviously have Malone on the left wing uh, left wing back uh, or it was going to be a case of maybe Rob McKenzie came on and we just stuck to the five but I think this is a case of Clemens actually being proactive um, or reactive whatever, whichever way you want to call it I don't know the positive way um, in terms of making a change I think it would have been really easy to keep it back five which we weren't playing particularly well at that point, but I think he did make a positive change in keeping it, uh, changing it rather to a four. I think it clearly made a difference, gave us a lot more impetus. And from then on, I thought we were much improved, not without giving away chances, I must say, because I think the game did turn into a bit of a basketball game at times. Um, Swindon, obviously. Credit to Swindon. I know people won't want to hear this, especially the older generation, but I did think they... I was quite glad that they stuck to their premise of how they wanted to play. They didn't sit back on the lead. They tried to make more, make a bigger lead. And obviously, they knew that we were a bit fragile tonight and there was chances for them. And they stuck to that. Um, I thought Charlie Austin was really good when he was on. Obviously, a bit old now, so can't play for 90 minutes, it seems. But it became quite an entertaining game, I think, for a neutral, if you weren't supporting either team, because it was a bit back and forth. The quality may be not amazing, but I think it was quite an open game and... You know, the big change moment, if you like, happened um, um, just into the second half. I believe it was a corner or a long throw in which fell to Conor Marston at the back post, headed it against the bar. and For me, it bounces on the line and comes back out. I don't think it was over the line. I know obviously everyone in the Reign of cheered. They thought it was in, I think, you know, whether you believe this or not, you're always going to do that because obviously we don't have VAR or goal line technology so you're just trying to influence the linesman's decision if you like, but I do think he got it right. I don't think it went over the line from my view, which is right behind the goal. And It was over the line. It was I, it was over the line, 100%. I don't think it was. I, I'm right behind it, personally. I, I, you know, I don't think there's ever going to be with obviously no VAR or anything in this division, there's never going to be a clear angle that's going to show you either way, but you know, from that, Lewis, um, obviously, Swindon countered. Uh, it would have been an interesting moment had it gone in. Um, Max Amon, this time on hand, to clear off the line. And right, from one moment, looks like we've equalised. we could have been 2-0 down. It was that kind of game at the start of the second half, was it? Both teams going full for, throttle. For, Swindon, again, to their credit, didn't sit back. They tried to add to their tally and that uh, made it quite an entertaining game for me. But I know, firstly, you've already tweeted about the Masterson goal, not goal. I, I personally don't think it was in. Matt does. I know you don't either, but it was a quite a fast paced frantic start to the second half, especially in that period where we looked like we'd eat and then nearly going 2-0 down in the same 30 second period.
1: Yeah, you definitely have to praise Clements for the changes. Um, at least on paper, because like you say, it was a proactive move to to get rid of the back three, which I don't think he wants to play anyway. He just sort of stumbled on a system that allowed us to to get to up front and and not um sacrifice a bit of shape in defence, I suppose. Uh and and he had the chance to move that. He, like you say he could have bought McKenzie on or I think the more natural choice would have been to been to bring Malone on. So then you're not um you're not shuffling about everyone else either. And there's a bit more balance with the left foot still in there. Um so yeah you have to praise him. I think the start of the half we looked a bit all over the place. Our press was absolutely horrific in terms of trying to do it one at a time whatever. It was it was not good as a team. But we got better as the game went on. We were definitely more Threatening, attacking-wise, and like you say, for the neutral, in terms of entertainment, it was right up there, um, you know, ending with a last-minute equaliser, which was awful for us. But like you say, I imagine as a, as a neutral, that was that would have been quite entertaining. Um, a bit of a basketball game, like you say, it looked like either team could score any time they went forward. Every time Hurtado got the ball, you were on the edge of your seat. I can I can genuinely say I I sit in the midway upper and I was literally almost in line with it and I can safely say the ball did not cross the line like I will, I will I would put a lot on that, that that ball did not cross the line um I would also say that Conor um, Mahoney's corner at the end that I think Coleman put wide went out of play before it went into the box as well but whatever um see so yeah, I think to be honest you know you can praise Masterson but you have for his recent goals but you have to say he's Mister Sitter there. And, yeah, a few few other chances missed as well. But the game just spring into life. I think we got better and a bit more used of the system, which, again, I don't think Clements really wants to play. He he probably would want to have a bit more control. At least that's what you just thought of the start of his reign and, and that sort of thing. But going to the 4-4-2, I mean, it gave us a bit more going forward. But, um, yeah, I suppose you could say it left us exposed at the back, perhaps no more than we were anyway. But that would give me a bit more... A bit more comfort, really. I think in the four three three, that'd probably be our best defensively. But I don't think I could deal with that again, given how bad it was at the start of Clemence's reign. Um, but yeah, it was it was an entertaining one. It was a shame that we couldn't take one of the chances, and then obviously the save at the end, which was which was a massive shame. But there's, there's a lot of frustration. I mean, you have to, you know, you're watching from the sides, and you have to give the benefit of the doubt with being a league two team and and that sort of thing. But it's just frustrating that the chances are there and and we don't seem to make some what seems to be some
0: easy decisions at times. Yeah, interestingly at the um event last week the fans saw and did say his preferred formation is 4-3-3. We've not seen a lot of that um so far in his reign. Maybe that's something where, you know, he's only got the players he's got and a few additions in, in the January so far. So maybe when summer comes around he'll bring players in. Who feels a fit for that formation and we might be looking at a completely different setup next year, who knows but um, yeah Matt, we did get the uh, the equaliser. I think deserved at the time I think Swindon, although they could have been tuning up, we did put a lot of pressure on after that moment, it could have well taken the game away from us and again, I, I don't think it would have been unjust if they had made it 2-0 given the chance they had earlier but we did get back into it. Romeo Hutton with a delicious cross into the head of Ollie Hawkins. He cannons it off the post. But thankfully, the, the ball ricocheted out to Max Clark, who was able to dink it back in. And Ollie Hawkins, you don't give him two opportunities from that distance with his head. Uh, two and two for him. Another header, obviously, as you expect. And uh, yeah, got us to level. And from there, I, I, I was quite confident we could go on and win the game because we've come back from behind quite a few times now in recent weeks. And I thought, you know, Swindon, they might revert um, to more you know, conservative football and try and just keep the ball a bit more, try and, you know, notify us and take the time with things, try and slow the game down and just think, well, we've got a point, we've conceded now, let's try and just see if we can hang on to that. Maybe nick something on the counter if we're lucky, but let's just try not to lose the game now. And I felt like it was, a, it was very deserved at the time to get the equaliser because I think we did do just about enough in terms of the, you know, the pressure we put on in the, fir- in the first half of the second half, if you like. But again, saying that, if they had made it 2-0, given the chance they had heard, I don't think that would have been unjust either. It was that kind of game. But um, yes, yeah, the positive, obviously, is Oli scoring again. It's another striker uh, getting another goal, I think, three since his return now. All headers, of course, as you'd expect. But it's good to see him getting on the, getting on the score sheet again in back-to-back games. And you know, as, as I say, with someone like Ollie Hawkins, if he misses one chance, you, you don't give him another in, in the same position just moments later, do you? It's a poor defender from Swindon, firstly, to allow the first header from Romay Hutton's cross as a bit of you know, gets ahead of his man, doesn't track him. Great header, just really unlucky in the second one. It's, it's really poor defending. There's two defenders right next to him, and he's still allowed a free header. And as I say, it's very, very rare that you give Ollie Hawkins a chance like that and you get away with it.
2: No, absolutely. I mean, they were doubling up and on all game, and. Uh, unfortunately most league two defenders, the referees don't you know, really give much in terms of uh, blowing their whistle when uh, when you've got defenders grabbing and putting your shirts, but in in that area, as says said, he's going to have two chances. Yeah, the first one not so well, but the second one you say you don't give him two chances because he's always going to find the back of the net, and with Romeo, Romeo Hutton putting delivering balls in like that week in, week out, he's going to keep scoring more goals like that, and um, he's I think he's very valuable to this team I think we you know um Harris missed him obviously with that injury and the fact he's back now and things seem to be going okay he's you know he, he I know he obviously came off um today but and he, <laughs> he looked absolutely lacquered when he did come off but he's he's invaluable to this team I, and I, I don't think we we can't underestimate how important he, he is even winning the little flick ons he's great with his feet um, I know we've got a ready replacement obviously in in Andrews, who's sort of obviously got to get back to fitness, but he's gonna sort of potentially become that Ollie Hawkins character. But we need him, I think. If we seriously want to push on for trying to get in the playoffs,
0: we need him, we need Romeo Hutton to keep finding him. Yeah, there is it's still quite bizarre to me that Romeo Hutton's still looking for that first assist <laughs> considering um you know, he passed it to Masterson, who then delivered it for Hawkins when he could have swung it in himself. Perhaps he put in the cross for Tim Dieng, who hit both posts uh, on Knox County. And obviously, Ollie Hawkins hits the post um, today, Prior to match to putting the ball in. So he's he's putting all the right deliveries in. It just seems to be uh, almost a second cross after his one that gets the finish. So he's quite unlucky not to be off the mark in terms of assists so far, uh, Romeo, But another good game from him. Um, yeah, from then on, I thought we took the impetus to Swindon. I thought we were much more in control. They still look dangerous at times on the break, but I thought after the pen, after the, the goal, if anyone wants to go and win it, it would be us. Um, and then it became for a little bit the Jorge Otardo show, Then it? Lots of nice turns, nice tricks, got his moment uh, Well, just before the penalty, actually made a great run. It looked like he was being put, pulled from behind by the defender, carried on and sort of just ended up swiping it well over in the men. but it was great direct running from him and then you know, the second time he turns away from two players in the middle of the park, goes past one, goes past another, gets into the box and he's completely cleared out by Blake Tracy. Uh, a tackle which, to be honest, it didn't look like he was ever going for the ball there. It looked like he just wanted to slow him down. And it's quite interesting. Because I would have been quite um, wanting to see Jorge go the whole way and take the shot on himself because the way he is, we haven't seen him in a finishing position yet. So I don't know what to expect from him, whether he'd go the whole way round the key and put it into an empty net or whether he just blaze it again because I don't think... I think his default setting uh, at the minute is whatever happens, happens. And he seems to be that kind of innocuous player where you don't really know what to expect. But you're, you're guaranteed entertainment. Um, he wins the penalty. I saw him pick the ball up immediately, put it onto the spot. And I was a bit thinking to myself, you know, he did really well to win the penalty, but maybe step away from this because he seems a bit excited. As I say, he could have blazed it into the top quarter, could have blazed it over. You just don't know. But um, yeah, Captain Max Aimer came over to him, sort of explained himself the best way he could, given the language barrier. And Conor Mahoney, uh, who had been pretty quiet up to that point for his standards, took uh, control of the situation and got a pinpoint right in the bottom corner. And it had to be because the keeper guessed the right way, but couldn't get down to it. Right in the corner, brilliant penalty from Conor. Uh, good to see him back amongst the goals again uh, in terms of just goal contributions because he's been a bit quiet, not been in this of 11 last couple of games, but. Yeah, a moment that um, I think we fully deserved at that point to go in front. I thought we'd we'd got rid of the storm that Swindon had. And I think once we got the impetus from the equaliser, we, we managed to put it on them really well. Created a, a goal scored opportunity out of nothing from Jorge's great work. And then obviously Conor puts it away. But, you know, Conor scored the goal. Great, obviously. But I think the credit here really needs to go to Jorge Hattardo because he was game-changer. I I have him down as our man of the match today, to be honest, because I think he just completely changed the way we were playing in that second half. I thought he was excellent. I thought the thing about him I love the most is that he's so unpredictable. You never know what you're going to get. And I do want to see I do want to see him get a goal for Jules as soon as possible, because, you know, you never know he, when he gets to go How's he going to celebrate, shirt off roly-poly into the home end, whatever? We don't know. He seems to be one of those erratic players who... You know, like corner flag took a beating when the ball hit in the Charlton game. I wouldn't be averse to him going and just finishing the job and booting it. But yeah, that's the moment we'll have to wait for. But hopefully, it arrives soon. I'm a very, very big fan of Jorge so far, but I think it's clear to say, Lewis, that he was. Yeah, I, I, some people might not say man of the match because he only played forty minutes, forty five minutes. But for me, I, I would say he was. He, he completely changed the game for us. For me.
1: Yeah, I think he was man of the match. I was, you know, expectant that his name would be said. You know, who cares if he plays forty five minutes? He turned us from dull attacking team to an exciting attacking team. Every time he got the ball, you know, it didn't come off every single time, but you always wondered what he wanted to do. And I think more often than not, it did come off. And that run was absolutely sensational. I did sort of get the feeling that he was going to pull the trigger and finish it himself. Um, and yeah, I think as well when he picked up the penalty, a lot of people sort of thought like, because because he's on on the edge of you know, you don't really know what you are going to get. That I was thinking. You know, maybe, maybe don't take this one. It's an important penalty. Um, but yeah, he's, he's got to be starting, is not he? Um, I tweeted it was potentially a bit harsh, but I tweeted saying that he offers 100 times more than Walker and Hawkins put together. I wasn't impressed by either of them today. Um, I think Hawkins, you know, he, he's he's fine for, for what he does. I think he's very limited in terms of his movement. And, he you know, he, as soon as he starts to run, it feels like he almost can't. Um, but I, I get it, and he's important to this team, like Matt says, because of because of his physicality. Maybe if Andrews comes in, he can provide a bit of mobility as well. Um, not sure Walker touched the ball. I think he was largely ineffective, and Hurtado was was absolutely thrilling and and changed the game. Um, he's such a talent, and people have um, fallen in love with him already, I suppose. And I'm not I'm not a fan of the chant, but you know the love is. It's there, which is fair enough. And I'd be very surprised if he didn't start the next game. I know a lot of people are saying he's not played too much football, so might not have it in him. Um, You know, we'll, I suppose we'll see at some point, because ideally you would want him starting the game and and playing 90 minutes if he's got it in him, because he's a real thrill, thrilling attacking player. I think you could probably describe him as raw. Um, You could see he's not, you know, he it doesn't seem to play to the rest of the team in terms of the tactics, but not necessarily in a bad way. I think you could see when we were 2-1 up, he wanted to press their sort of left-sided defender. I um, can't remember who, if it was their left-back or their left centre-back or whatever, but he wanted to press and he was sort of getting the team to come forward. And I don't think that was ever going to happen at 2-1 up because um, we, we were always going to sit back, unfortunately. But yes, yeah, it's, it's what you want. It's exciting. And you know, long may it continue because I think he looks like a fantastic signing.
0: Yeah, I think if you like the chant or not, it depends on your your acquired taste. I'm I'm personally a big fan of it, not because of um, I'd, I'd, um good chant is what I mean, not because I partake in the suggested nature of the chant. Um, the this view res- reflects just myself and not anyone involved with the Emmys podcast for legal reasons. Um, but yeah, I like the chant because it's funny, not because of any other reason. And I know I sound like I'm being facetious and sarcastic, but I'm just over-explaining it. Uh, anyway, Matt. Um, obviously, Jorge made a massive difference. Um, Josh Walker, as I said, was quiet in the first half. I don't think he has that explosive nature that Jorge has. Um, the interesting thing to, for me is when we compare strikers and new ones that have come in, we're still yet to see either of them really in a goal-scoring position. You know, it, since we've uh, seen them all play, we've not seen, you know, Hittardo have a really good chance of one-on-one chance. Same with Walker. I know he scored the goal at MK Dons, but it's obviously harder to miss. Um, but still, that's great for his confidence. I suppose we can't... We can say we're excited by them, but as strikers, we haven't seen them in the position to, you know, take a chance one-on-one, see what their finishing is like. And I suppose that's what we're sort of waiting for in terms of these new players to hit the ground running, get their first goals. I know Josh already has one, but for Jorge, it'll be interesting to see what he's like in front of goal when he does get that chance. Because as good as he's been, dribbling, it's been fantastic. I'm still waiting to see him have that big chance and see what his composure is like in those sort of situations. Yeah, I mean, he, he had one, cha- one chance in He, I think he, he
2: had the ball in the middle of the park. He was about, I know, 30 yards out and he blazed it over. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously yeah, it would be great to see him have a, a chance to find a goal. I'm actually, I'm just looking on uh, X at the moment and uh, uh, MJ uh, Fixie has uh, posted, uh, Matt has basically posted a, a video of, of the penalty incident. I've just watched it back three or four times and this kid's feet are so quick. I'm just like, you know, even the little stepping, you know, he knows it's coming before, uh, you know, before the players do. The way he can read the game, it's it's unbelievable. We do have one hell of a player on there. And I think for him, yeah, the biggest thing is he he needs to get off the mark. I, I think as much as deep down inside, I would have loved for him to take it. And I think... You know everyone in the reign of men would have loved for him to to have taken it and and put the ball in the back of the net look, if we were three one up yeah let him do it but but it was was important and i think you know max and the rest of the team they did the very important thing to say to him look no calm down this is important let one of the senior more senior players step up and you know and put us in front um if i think if we can treat him right if he can I said look if Clements can and get him work in the system that he wants. I, d- I do think he's going to terrorise the rest of this league. And his first goal will come soon. And after tonight's performance, yeah, you both, guys are both right. For me, 100%, he was man of the match. 100% he, he came on, he changed the game. Uh, those Swindon players didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what to expect when he got the ball. He was so unpredictable. But... In such a positive manner, it it got the crowd going. And do you know what? Look, Newport away, the pressure's a little bit more, slightly off.
0: Getting started, please, just getting started. That is Jorge. You never know what you're going to get, as we know after all three games. um We're going to bring uh, what, in. Uh, sorry, I was going to say
2: just just quickly one other thing before. Obviously, I know you're going to bring in uh, this other guy. I, th- I think the sh- chant should literally be oh hey, oh
0: hey, oh hey, oh hey, because then it's PC friendly for everyone. I think it's inventive, but again, I, I won't say the re- I- I- the reason is because of why it is, let's say that anyway. But um, Ben, uh, we'll bring you in, Swindon Town fan. Um, so look, we've, we've said so far, I don't know how much of the episode you've heard so far, you've only just requested, so I imagine uh, not a fair amount. Yeah. Um, But you can tell by the uh, the title of the podcast what we basically think of today. I think it was, for me, as I've said, um, two different halves, really. I think you had the better of it for the vast majority of the first, scored a really good goal. Uh, Should have been tuned up uh, with the, I can't remember the name of the player escapes me, apologies, who rounds our keeper. But Shad comes across to make the challenge. Uh, We look like we get the equaliser, didn't go over the line, from my opinion. And then you got the other end and have one cleared off the line. Um, after that, I think we got the equaliser, and we looked the better side. But I think overall, as much as it's frustrating for us, given it's the 94th minute, I thought we, we I walked away from it quite entertained, frustrated, obviously. But I, I think as in terms of Swinders' point of view, I thought you were the full, full merit for a draw, to be honest. Yeah, no,
3: actually, you're about right with that assessment. Um, I've just thought it was a cracking game of football, to be quite honest. Uh, as a as where we are at the moment, we're not going up. You know, We're not going to make the playoffs. We're not going to go down either. So we're just taking each game on its merit and just trying to finish as positive we can with a side that can push on next season. And um, yeah, I thought that was a really entertaining game of football for a cold, wet Tuesday night. It was a lot better than I thought it would be. Um, mm. Yeah, um, uh, the first goal as well, McGurk, that was his first EFL start. A uh, quality little young player we picked up from Leeds. Um, but yeah, because I, 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 that was really our first meaningful shot on goal, I think. Up until then, I was a bit worried because you had about five corners on the spin. And because you're a big physical team and we're not, uh, I thought that you might, you know, you, you, you'll blow us away then. But yeah, I think both sides are a little bit on, uh, be ruining missed opportunities. And, you know, both will be thinking that uh, e- e- both teams easily could have come away with all three. So I think draw is fair. And uh, I was just, I watched it on the iFollow and I was thoroughly entertained. It was a good game. Enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, I think we actually spoke on, a, I think it might have been the League Two Six O Six. 6 when Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Back when we won at your place. Um, from somebody who watched it on iFollow and has sort of different angles of things and whatever, um, what was that last minute or so like from your perspective? Because oh, the, the, the keeper save at the end, I thought was really, really good. Uh, it was quite funny, really, because the first chance came from, I'm not sure the the guy's name, who headed it behind for a corner under no pressure. And then he oh, nearly diverts the second one into his own net. But for me, the, the chance before from our, our centre midfielder, Ethan Coleman, it's a free header from a corner. Puts it wide, I thought that was the moment. The second one, really, if we had scored from that, it would have been just down to an individual error from yourself. But yeah. I think that was the moment where we probably should have won it.
3: Swindon have thrown away so many points in the 90th minute. We did it again on Saturday with Salford in the game that we absolutely battered. And, and we, um yeah, we again, missed opportunities and they score in the 94th minute. And we've had that spin of tail all season. We've just lost losing late goals. And when McCurdy equalised, you know, I I was happy, but and I was thinking, oh, fuck, there's still 90 seconds to go, and I'm really nervous. So I knew you'll come at us. I knew you'll have a corner or two, and I knew you'll have it, and, and we brick it. And you could see the nervousness, the way we defended, because we are so shot to pieces this season. We have a horrific... Horrific record at the back. It's been... Gareth Gunning has sorted out a little bit, but, you know, the, the mental damage was there from under Flynn, where we were chucking two or three goals in a game, and when we were gone this horrific run down the league. And, you know, sort of... When you got... I think we were looking quite tidy at 1-0, but then once we went to 1-1, we started making unforced errors, silly mistakes, giving silly free kicks, giving the ball away in silly areas, and we just looked nervous, and 2-1 was coming. Well... I thought we we had the opportunity, we had chances our end, but we always looked like we were going to let, let you know, we needed to make it 2-1. And McCurdy had that shot off the line. Um, Yeah, so it was, it, I, I wasn't surprised when he went 2-1 up. I don't think any Swindon fan was surprised when he went 2-1 up. And if we'd lost 3-2, then again, it just would have been typical of our season. Gladly, it, it, lucky for us, it didn't. And hopefully it's the start of a more resilient town, but it was more luck than judgment
0: at the end because we nearly shot ourselves on the foot again. Yeah, the equaliser was really frustrating from our point of view because I think, funnily enough, it, your keeper comes up. Like, it might be different from your view, actually being able to see it probably from the radium end. It looks like your keeper comes up and it actually clears the corner away for us and then, it, um, oh, then it comes back in. I think it's... a. a air shot, not an air shot rather, an air kick from one of our defenders, looks to be going straight to him, he misses the ball, makes his way back out wide, but cuts inside, you know, he's not been, I don't think his career has gone the way he thought it would after he made that move to Hibs, didn't seem to get too much action there, but he is still a quality player at this level and, you know, the one source I can take, if you like, is that we've not drawn the game due to a massive defensive error, although we probably should have scored it before, but it is a very good finish into the far corner and, as I said, frustrated obviously, but when I take a second after leaving the ground to think about the actual performance and, you know, how everything went for both sides, I think it probably was a, a worthy equaliser in the aspects of the whole game.
3: Yeah, well, if, like, if if you don't make the playoffs or if you don't go up this season, it's not that game that's cost you. You know, it, I think I think it's the point's fair for both teams in the end. Uh, I, you know, you're going to see it as two points dropped. But I think on the balance of play, you know, we could have been out of sight a little bit earlier. Um, the McCurdy thing, he had a heart operation um, whilst he was at Hibs. So he, he's been out for, uh, he's not really played for 18 months. Well, about a year or so, he's not played at all. He's only play half an hour at a time. That's why he's back down here, just to find his feet again, really. And it's his first goal since he came back. So it's quite an emotional one for him because uh, obviously there's going to time once he thought he wasn't going to play again um so it, it's it's a big one for him and obviously he's adored here um but yeah I was surprised uh Bycroft went up so early because there's still like three minutes left and I was like what are you gonna do what are you doing it's a bit early for chucking it's usually like in injury time of injury time that they do that but there's still three minutes left of the ball bounced your way you've got an open goal to run at but it's one of those things it it, it, it came lucky. This time it was our it was our day and, and it hits McCurdy and it was a lovely finish. And like, Obviously, it's a through crowded bodies. Easily could have got a deflection or a leg gotten away and it sent it wide. Obviously, the keeper's unsighted. It just trickles in on the corner and uh, we go away happy. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those things. But it was deserved, I think, in the end. I think we did create enough to earn a point. Um, and I think you, you guys would probably think the same as well. I think you would have felt a bit unjust if we'd have snatched
0: it, so uh, a good point. Yeah, I, I think from our point of view, if someone had said we'll get four points from this game and the Knox County game on Friday, we would have taken it. I don't think, I think most people would have expected it to be the other way the around. Yeah, the other way around, yeah. <laughs> yeah but, um, you know, points point. and, you know, if we go to Newport and get a win, I know it would be difficult. I know they lost tonight, but they've been on a great run up until that point, and That's why the playoff race is quite exciting at the minute, because there's a lot of teams who seem to get the opportunity to make their way in there, and then they don't take it. Someone else does, and then it changes a week later. I think there's three three teams on 47 points at the
3: minute. It's a crazy season, isn't it? And there's teams that even at the bottom, the teams towards the back end, are still capable of taking points off some of the teams at the top. Um, So it's still quite bunched up together. Um, I've not looked at the table, but, you know, we are... What was it before today? We were seventeenth but still only nine points off seventh. Um for seven that no, ten places for nine points is quite bunched up. So it's a it's it's a of a crazy league. Um but yeah, everyone's taking points off of each other. Um I think there was some crazy results tonight and Mansfield, I don't know what got into them tonight, but uh I think they did you a bit of a favour beating Smack and Harrogate out the way. So uh
0: yeah. yeah, especially with our minus goal difference as well.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, they they they've ruined that, haven't they? But I think Harrogate might fade away as the season goes. You know, they, they've they've overachieved greatly. Um, I think um, it's going to be a cracking end to the season. It's it's been a really good season this year, for,
0: well, apart from us. But for, it's been quite exciting. Yeah, it's it's hard to know where it's going to go. I think eventually, Stockport and Mansfield will certainly start to. Ever away yeah. from everyone else. And then that third spot, I know Wrexham won tonight, but I think it was four defeats on the bounce prior to that. We have them next Saturday, I believe, at home. Mm-hmm. They, haven't, they haven't got a great away record, I don't know, but I'm not sound disrespectful. You, you expect most teams to go to Sutton and win. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's going to be gonna be interesting. I think it's going to be tight up until the end. Um, if we make it, then I'm happy. What happens after that, I, I still would, you know, it's difficult to say. Isn't it? I think if we make the playoffs, I think we've done well enough this year obviously if we win them amazing if we don't is what it is but if we don't make them i think it would be a bit of a damp squid i think with so. the money
3: that you spent in the summer and your expectations because your expectations were top three when it really um and um, i so yeah 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 so if if you don't make seven after all the money you spent and, the, uh, and sort of yeah they, you've underachieved so i think it's past minimum for you guys but um, yeah, I still, I'm still scratching, head bit the head scratcher about the second of Harris, but I think you've got a good black bloke in at the minute. Took his time to get his feet under. Um, but yeah, you'll see
0: what happens. Just that last one from you before we let you go and round it off. What did you think of Romeo tonight? I thought Johnny was quite uh, quiet. Yeah. Again, I don't think he saw much of the ball, but I thought Romeo, we were just saying before you came on. Um, there's a chance on, um, you know, go for all the games he's played, really. MK Don's game, he puts the ball right across the box. No one gets mm. it when they should. The uh, chance on Friday night, we'd already won the game by this point, but he put a great ball in for Tim De Yang. He's, He got on the end of it, headed it onto one post and on back onto the other. And today, he, he puts a great cross in for Ollie Hawkins, who hits the post. It, you know, people might look at it and say he hasn't got an assist yet, but he's, he's been awfully unlucky not to. Oh, if he's. he's- Important. If you uh,
3: if you have a look at his stats, his unbelievable assist stats um, at Swindon. He was um, I think he was the highest last season. He was the top assister in Europe for a defender, and he was one of the top assisters in the country um, in two thousand and twenty three altogether. Um, yeah, I think going forward, he's he's pretty. Really, really, really good. I think he's championship quality going forward, but his defending is a lot to be admired and saying that he cleared one off the line today. But, um, yeah, uh, he, I think he's a cracking little player who quite easily could be established in the league above. Um, I think he just needs to work on his defensive duties a little bit and his work rate going back. But apart from that, going forward, he's best better at a wing-back than a right-back. Uh, I know he plays sort of five at the back, but I think he's best pushing on. Um, but yeah, uh, he's got one hell of a cross, and he nearly scored with the cross to miss it cross today, didn't he? Early on, um, but uh, yeah, yeah I think that was a very
0: wind assisted, wasn't
3: yeah, it? Yeah, that was a wind assisted one. The keeper just got managed to get back and punch it over, but yeah, he's 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 he's, he's uh, it, it It was mixed with the Swindon fans because uh, were a lot of the he was a bit of a uh, you know, he sort of get picked out a little bit and a bit of a boot um, and made an example of because of his defensive frailties. But he's one of those players when he's not in the team, you kind of miss him and you notice he's not there because of the balls he gets in. And he's perfect for Hawkins for someone like him because Swindon don't usually play with a big tall man up front or any sort of that sort of player. So he will assist him a lot. Um, and I think by the time he gets settled and used to it, and playing week in week out, and used to it, because it's still fairly early days for him. I think you, you'll have quite a good, uh, quite a good asset there.
0: Yeah. Side note: We've just seen a, a, um, a screen grab of the Marston header, which hit the underside of the bar. It looks like it actually did go in, but <laughs> <Yeah>. well, <laughs> it's it's kind um, of things in can... it. It's VAR job in it. Isn't it? Yeah, no goal on technology in League Two, but yeah, that's what it is. Well, um, we've
3: we've had them this season go against us, so it's it it swings and roundabouts, but it's just it wasn't to be. But yeah, I, I did have heart and mouth at that time. I, I I thought it was a goal myself. My my reaction, my watching it on TV, and they only show it from one angle, so it's impossible to tell. On I follow, but I initially thought it was a goal, and I thought um, you're one of our celebrating. And I thought that was one one, but.
0: Um, yeah, I was kind of relieved and half shocked when, I, when the game carried on a little bit. So uh, Yeah, I suppose hindsight isn't it? if it goes mm. in, maybe it changes the game, maybe it doesn't. We don't know. But yeah. anyway, what's done is done. Uh, ben, thanks very much for, for your time. No uh, worries, gents. Have a good rest of the season. Take it easy and uh, yeah, speak to you soon. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, we'll end it there then. Um, nice to summarise with, uh, with Ben Neff, Windham fan. Um, but yeah, it's getting a, near ten to midnight now. We should probably wrap it up. School night, work night, etc. Um, Jill's draw 2-2 in MB 7 tonight. Take a point, but remain very much in the playoff picture despite late heartbreak near the end. Um, we're back on, uh, I believe, Thursday or Friday night as we look forward to preview the trip to Newport. Um, Rodney Parade, I believe they call it. Um, yeah, lots of Jules fans, I think, are going down to that one. So it'd be good, tough game. But um, yeah, we'll be with you then to preview that one, hopefully get back to winning ways. But um, yeah, frustrating night, but probably a, a night that uh, saw us take uh, take what we deserve for both sets of teams. Probably a draw, the right uh, the right decision. Uh, let's go through the three comments we got uh, from today and then we'll round off. Uh, Alex Pudi says, Exposed Coleman is probably harsh. It isolates Coleman more and exposes him. Uh, Scoops says we have uh, we have a core of five defensive minded players: Coleman, Dieng, Og, Amat and Masterson. I don't think we need both Coleman and Dieng starting. Coleman slowed us down more than Dieng does in the middle of the park. Reminds me of Southgate uh, with England with the whole uh, Declan Rice and Calvin Phillips partnership. Um, Key says Og was holding his stomach, walking off. He was also limping. So I'm not. I you know we haven't heard from. Um, well, Stephen Clements has come out and spoke about the game, but he hasn't spoke about the injury to Chad yet. So I imagine that'll be something that comes up in a pressure, uh, pressure pre-Newport. Um, quite a big concern. Um, Chad's been, for the most part, very, very good this season. But we'll have to see what uh, what the diagnosis is for that one. Could be a season-ender, but we certainly hope not. Um, Blue Brazil says, very confident the whole ball didn't cross the line. And, and believe me, it pains me to say that. Uh Daniel Young says home conform is a concern. Luke Southwood from Cheltenham Town for next season, please. I, I believe that's a goalkeeper. Uh, I think maybe. Um, who knows? Um, Abdul uh, says why it doesn't shad where Shimpa as he does just very very small ones. Uh, you wouldn't notice them. Uh Daniel Young against his turner is hopefully replaced for next season. Southwood would be an ideal one for me. Dieng, Yang always ahead of Coleman, who lacks influence in midfield. Uh Coleman's been our best player, if not best midfielder this season, but I respectfully disagree. I don't think Turner did anything wrong tonight either. Neither goal is is were his fault. Uh, Josh says it, it touched the inside of the net. Obviously, I've seen a photo of that now, but um, we'll have to see. Anyway, regardless of you know whether it crosses the line or not, game's done and we take a point and that's that. But um, yeah, we'll see you all on Thursday or Friday for... A preview of the fixture at Newport. Thank you to Lewis and Matt for joining me as always. And until next time, up the jills. Good night.